It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Day late with this one, and I uh, do apologize for that. We're just going to have two shows this week. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know why, so I'll just leave it at that. Um... Some fun stuff to get to today. The uh, Colorado Avalanche, a couple people within the organization have taken part in this all-in challenge, which seems to be all the rage with athletes in many different sports. And a couple of them, like I said, in the Avalanche world have gotten in on it. We'll talk about that. Pierre Lebrun has come out with an article in The Athletic about the NHL thinking about next season maybe starting in December. So we'll get to that. And I figured it would be fun to go back and revisit when the Colorado Avalanche beat the St. Louis Blues a couple years ago to get into the playoffs. Last game of the season in Colorado. Game of pile on. Such a great moment. Figured we'd play the audio from that and have a little chat about that good time. So. We'll get to all that stuff. First things first, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, just search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So, uh, like I said, this, uh, this what is it, the, the all-in challenge, um, pretty sure it started by Fanatics, and I don't know who, who the first athlete to do it was, but um, lots of... Lots of uh, athletes are getting in on this. I know Peyton Manning did one, and it's almost like that uh, dumping ice water on yourself. They're the ALS challenge where you, you dump water on yourself and then say, I nominate so-and-so to do the same thing. It's pretty much like that, but the stakes are uh, higher in that this is a lot of money going around. Not you know, There was a lot of money raised for this ALS thing. Uh, there's a ton of money being thrown around for, for these all-in challenges. Um, I don't know what the Peyton Manning one went for. I think that one is probably up by now. Um, and I believe, I think it was today, that I this morning, that I read an article about a Tom Brady one that went for like $800,000. Yeah, so, um, you know, my stimulus money is not going to cover pretty much anything in here. <coughs> Excuse me, but, uh, I, you know, maybe might go towards something if you really want to do it. I mean, and, and they're really good... Uh, rewards that you get for this. Uh, I know the Peyton Manning one was like a round of golf with three of your friends, dinner with 10 of your friends. So you're getting a a really good experience with all of these all-in challenges. So um, I think who went first? I think it was Jared Bednar who went first. Um, And for this one right now, the starting bid on this was $5,000. So uh, right now, it's got 10 total bids. The current bid is $9,500. 
you still have, well, as of this recording, which is uh, on Wednesday night, you have three days, one hour, and 35 minutes left. So the description for this one is there's no way the Colorado Avalanche for the Colorado Avalanche to go all in without putting Joe Sackick at the forefront of the experience. After all, Joe Sackick has been at the forefront of everything the Avs for decades from his legendary playing career, the Colorado Avalanche, yada, yada, yada. So the two-time Stanley Cup champion is bringing you along for the ultimate Avs VIP game day experience that begins bright and early. You'll take a morning ride to the rink with the Hockey Hall of Famer, have breakfast with the team, sit in on scouting meetings, watch the pregame skate from the bench, and get an in-depth glimpse into the Avs hockey operations throughout the game day. Uh, at that night's game, you'll get VIP treatment as you join Joe Sackick in the GM booth for the game. Afterward, afterward you'll do everything from attending the post-game presser to meeting select AV players before they leave the arena. <clears throat> Fittingly, you'll get a two-day trip to Denver to take part in all of it. Uh, get ready to go all-in game day with the Avs. Joe Sackick, 100% of the money raised through this game. Auction will go directly to Feeding America, Meals on Wheels, World Central, Kitchen, and No Kid Hungry. Uh, wow. So that is quite the experience worth $9,500. I don't know about that, but, uh, when it goes to those charities, of course it's worth it. So, uh, you got some 10, 10 grand to throw around, go for it. Then Kale McCarr got in the mix. This was today. I think is when this one went up, started at $2,500 and this one already has eight bids. So the, the Jared Bednar one, Really, the Joe Sackick one has been up for a while. It's got three days left, only has 10 bids. The Kale McCarr one went up today, already has eight bids, and you still have nine days before this one's over. So for the Colorado rookie defenseman, uh, <clears throat> let's get to the good stuff. Kale McCarr has quickly become one. Yes, we know all that stuff. He's amazing. He's going all in with a game day experience for two to attend a Colorado Avalanche game at Pepsi Center. In downtown Denver. Once the game is wrapped up and you're celebrating an Avs dub, assuming that, which, I mean, of course they're going to win it, uh, head down to the Lexus Club for a post-game meet-and-greet meal with Kale McCarr, where you'll get to know the defenseman and second-leading point scorer on the Avs in 2020 season. Uh, he doesn't want you to go to home empty-handed. You'll be getting a Kale McCarr autographed jersey, as well as his game-used hockey stick from the game you just attended. That's pretty cool. Take up uh, this unique opportunity to connect with NHL's, NHL's Rising Stars. Going all in, yada, 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 and benefiting the same thing. So what do you guys think? I mean, between these two, I guess, I mean, you, you get, maybe you're going home with stuff in the Kale McCarr one between the stick and <clears throat> what else were you getting? Autographed jersey, that's solid. So you get a jer autographed jersey and a game-used stick. And so you're still attending a game. And in the other one, you're attending the game, but you're sitting with Joe Sackick in the GM booth. I mean, to me, here's what I would do. I would I would go in for the Avs game day with Joe Sackick. And then th that that's... Early in the morning. That one is bright early in the morning. You're there morning skate. You're taking part in a full day of avalanche awesomeness. You're sitting with Joe Sackick in the GM booth watching the game. 
And then it says, afterwards, you'll do everything from attending the post-game presser to meeting select AV players. Well, I want one of my select AV players to be Kale McCarr. And then I can bring my Kale McCarr jersey to have him sign it. Boom. I got a two-for-one deal on the All-In Challenge. So that's where I would go. I mean, right now in the, what would I say, 9,500? So let's see where the Kale McCarr one gets. Because you're not getting the other experience with the Kale McCarr one. You're not getting to sit with Joe Sackick. You might not even get to meet Joe Sackick with the Kale McCarr one. Right? Mm, reading it again. Head down to the Lexus Club for the post-game meet and greet. I don't see it. So there's no guarantee that you will meet Joe Sackick. And there's also no guarantee that you'll meet Kale McCarr with the Joe Sackick one. But I think there's more of a chance of meeting him. And when it boils down to it, who would you rather meet? At this stage in the game, come on. Nothing against Kale McCarr. He's the future. But I'm going Joe Sackick right now, man. Especially in the GM booth, watching that game and being at the morning skate. Oof. I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Both awesome packages, but that's where I'm going. Um, and at the end of it, Kale McCarr did nominate Gabe Landeskog to do one. So we'll see uh if if he puts up one. I don't know if there's like a time frame when they have to do it. I'm sure he has to get logistics out and what he wants to do. He's gonna have to one up Kale McCarr. I mean you can't come out with the same experience. You gotta do something more. The Peyton Manning one was awesome. I mean to golf with Peyton Manning and then have dinner with ten of your friends, that's pretty cool. Um I'm sure that one I don't know if it went eight hundred thousand, but I'm sure it went hundreds of thousands would be my guess. And I'll look it up during a break. But uh like I said, maybe we can't afford these things, but something that we can afford is food and delivered to us. And that's where Postmates comes in. So if you are like me, you probably start thinking about what your next meal is while you're eating a meal. If you're having breakfast, what's for lunch? If you're having lunch, lunch you're thinking what's for dinner. And that's where Postmates comes into play. <clears throat> if you are have a hankering or a craving for something that you just don't want to go out in these times and pick something up. Postmates will bring it to you. When I order food from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside your door. You don't interact with them whatsoever. Uh, they have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using uh, to take, uh, excuse me, for using it to take out from my favorite local restaurants. So uh, I said it last time. We need to be supporting a lot of people right now, definitely the restaurant industry, and Postmates is a great way to support them. And if you're afraid to go inside, they'll bring it to you. You can leave, they leave it right outside the restaurant. Uh, Postmates can pretty much do anything. So um, it's not just delivered burgers and sushi. They actually even will pick up from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and drop that right outside your door as well. You just have to download the Postmates app. You can get that on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within an hour. And here is the great part. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. 
My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy feeling wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I looked it up, and the Peyton Manning auction, close to the Tom Brady one. Tom Brady, like I said, 800000 Peyton Manning, nothing to sniff at, $525,000. So between those two guys, well over a million dollars. Crazy, crazy stuff, but awesome at the same time. So, all right. <clears throat> Pierre Lebrun, great writer for The Athletic, uh, came out with an article saying he's talked to a lot of GMs and front office people, and we've been hearing a lot that the the season for next season might get a late start in November. Well, he's saying there is a possibility we might have to move that back even another month into December. And when I first, when I just saw the headline, I just kind of just put my head, my head in my hands, like I'm doing right now, and just like. All right, like like I said before, when when is a, when, when do we stop this just pushing everything back? Like I don't want to sacrifice too much of next season for what's going on right now. And I and I've said it over and over again of just cut your losses. If if it's not looking like a, a you can get this in and I don't want to cram everything in, just move on. If we lose it, we lose it for this season. I don't think people will be, they'll be upset because we don't have hockey. I get it. They'll be upset because we don't have any sport. But um, I, th- I think I think we'll all get over it if we can't get a season in. Try as hard as you can, but I, if they're thinking about December, that's got to be it. Like We cannot go any further than December. You cannot start a season 
in January. I don't know how they can do it in December. But on the flip side of that, there is maybe some a reason why I'd be okay with it. So getting into the details of this article, he says, as he hinted near the bottom of his column on Friday, the idea of delaying next season start until December has indeed been discussed by the NHL with, with its teams as a possibility. Um, the kicker is that the league still hopes to cram in a full 82-game season, even with a December start. So what does this mean if, they, if they're not doing it in November? And here's where, when, when, when you read the article and you get into how they're going to do it, I'd be like, okay, I'm okay with some of these things. What are those things? Wiping out the All-Star weekend. Completely fine with that. I, I don't like All-Star games. It's boring to me. <coughs> um, it's for the players. I mean, I guess it's for the, it's for the fans that are there, but whatever. I, I would be completely fine with that. Getting rid of the bye weeks. I think we would all be completely great with that because we don't have to wait like the Avalanche did this year. It was more than a week before we got to see them play uh, a game again. Completely okay with the bye weeks. Maybe that would suck for the players. And again, this is going to, you're not giving them a break. So is the end of next year going to be uh, really kind of suspect hockey if we're taking out all of this stuff? Might be, but... Uh, We'll see if they do this stuff. Shortening the Christmas holiday break. Okay, that's a few days, again, that you're taking away. And basically tightening the entire schedule schedule wherever possible. So you, you are really going to be testing these guys, uh, their, their will, their stamina, their conditioning. Because I mean, look at look at the last month, and we didn't get to finish that last month for the Avalanche. The month of March, they played every other day. They can sustain that for a month. It's the end of the year; they're in really good shape. Um, could you sustain that over the course of a, a season? Which it would pretty much be that. Maybe not uh, every other game for the entire December through whenever they finish the season they might have to bump, you know, they would have to bump back maybe a, go in the full month of April to finish the season, but you're going to be getting a lot more back to backs. You're going to be getting, you're going to be getting those game day, day off game day, a lot more often. So it would be, it would be tough, but doable. Um, and he says, these are the two reasons why a December start, is on the table. The length of time it will take to complete the 2019-2020 season, if resumed at all. Several teams, executives that he has spoken with over the past week have said the league has hinted at being willing to go as late as September, maybe even October, to finish the playoffs for the season. After that, some form of an offseason would be needed, and it would be very short. So everything you see is just like, from the commissioner on down, these these teams want to get this season in, and I get it. It from their end, that's money related. They are if they do nothing for the rest of the season, if you cancel it, that's a lot of money lost. And that's where the second part of this is: they want to pl- they want to finish the season, and they want to do it in front of fans. A lot of teams feel that they need fans back in their arenas uh, before opening the doors, and a big reason for that is they would almost be losing money playing these games in empty arenas 
but you still have to staff the arena for whatever reason. I mean, you got to have people there, but you are bringing in nothing. You're bringing in no concession whatsoever. And obviously you're not bringing in any ticket sales. So you are losing money by playing these games. So they want to wait as long as possible to play these. They don't want to play them in empty arenas. And I get it. It's it, for a multitude of reasons, money being the big one. So uh, it, it, we'll see. I mean, it comes down to money. I don't think that will be the, the end-all, be-all because they still want to keep people safe. But I, I, I could see that happening. But that's where I say, like, that's the bottom line. You can't go more than that. And if if you really want to cram this season in, <clears throat> you got to do it. Like I like I said, sometime in June. You can't. If that's if you want to get the full season in, I don't know <clears throat> how you can do it anytime past that. Outside of going down this route of starting next season in December. Because I am telling you, if <clears throat> if they do that and they they shorten all these time frames up, they get rid of the All Star game, even that whole break, rid of All Star break, <clears throat> they get rid of Christmas break, um, and they they really cut down on your days off. I've been saying it since we have gone on a break. If if that's what they want to do, the M next season is just going to be kind of difficult to watch, in my opinion. We'll see. This is just another thing that's on the table. And it seems like we're hearing more and more about things that are on the table, possibilities, which is good. It's not just they're not just honing in on one thing saying this is the only way we can do it. And it's this or nothing. They're saying we have multiple options and this is just another option. So is this what they want to do? Probably not. I'm sure they want to uh, start the season up as early as possible. But they probably have deadlines, and if they don't make a deadline, then all right, what's the next plan of action? Because we missed this deadline, and I trust the NHL. I trust the NHL to do the right thing at the right time. So we just have to see how it all plays out. But one thing that was uh, one of the more memorable moments, and then this is what we're missing out on by not having hockey, was that Avalanche St. Louis Blues game a couple years back final game of the season and we're going to revisit that Colorado's postseason fate is on the line as they host Vladimir Tarasenko and the St. Louis Blues get it done in 60 minutes and this season gets its storybook ended and punches a ticket to Nashville it's the biggest regular season game in Avalanche history the 15th of March in St. Louis, a steal by McKinnon, saved by Allen. Oh, right off the start there, Nathan McKinnon. Good battle by Andrew Ghetto to stay with him. Wow, did he give an effort? Now he's a chance at midline. It was an optical illusion from up here and everybody on this side of the ring. Five seconds to go in the penalty. Her foot, nice pass. Down the slot, here's a chance, shot. And a nice save by Allen. He just robbed Andrew Ghetto. Buck wins free. Abs have it. It's Como. Pass in the slot. Move all the way back to the point. Black. Sam Gerard with a rocket from the point. And the Abs lead it 1 0. Soderbergh does a terrific job. He took away 
Allen could not see that puck. It went right through the legs. Throws it back to the point. Marinko deliberately shoots it wide. It comes free. Blocked by Gerard. And this is what it is, folks. It's all-in game. McKinnon. With the power play and effect for the abs. Ranton and open on the near side. Gets the pass. Back up top. Barry shoots. Go! But is this one of those ones that's worth it? Is this one of those ones that's worth it to have a look? Oh, I see. Oh. They're going to say if it was offside. Peter. Yes, exactly. But I did not see anything. It's not goal interference, but right. whether or not the, it was an offside play. After reviewing the play, the play is onside. We have a good goal. Cross ice pass. Run ahead by Berglund. He shoots. Oh, baby. He rang it off the puck. Walking in to the face-off circle, flipped it behind him for Steen. He's got a hustle, he does. Spreads it across in the slot. Trangelo shoots and scores. But was it too high? It was a redirection in front of the net. Now it's the Avs' turn to think. Is this a goal that should be disallowed because the stick was too high? McKinnon, handoff at the blue line for Landis Scott. We're going four on four. Jost and Zabuka shot. Goal! He's been waiting a while, but he gets it done. Nathan McKinnon. He went all the way. He dropped it off to Landeskog, and then he went way outside the blue line and then re-emerged. And Pareko was kind of stuck in no man's land, and then a perfect shot. Split across Pareko. Fires it into the corner. Schwartz centered shot. Big shot. That might have been Bernier's best save of the game. Could be the save of the year because literally the season's on the line. Played up the wall. Edmondson had to roll off him. It's a two-on-one for the Avalanche. Jokes. Pass. Broken up. Got it again. Here's a chance. Oh, that's it. Went wide. Wide open net. And it was Berglund again coming back who just got his leg on that. Oh, head coach Mike Yo is. They can Jake Allen out. They need two goals. To the point. Done. Far side. One timer. Blocked. Granted, it broke his stick, though. Over towards Braden. Shen walked in. He shoots. Blocked. Rebound. It's sitting there. And the Evans have got it. A chance for the empty netter. Got it. Inside the face-off circle. He shoots, he scores. That makes it four to two. But there's just 37 seconds left to go. And I'll probably keep the goaltender full, no panic. 20 seconds to go until it's playoff time. Como looking down the ice. Got blocked. Soderbergh picked it up. He can shoot at the empty net. Gets it to Nieto. He deposits it. And it's a five to two game. And the Avalanche, no net. They have a meeting with Nashville this week. Five seconds to go. Four, three, 
I think when you make a list of greatest moments in Avalanche history, you're always going to put the Stanley Cup championship uh, wins and, and series and the Ray Bork lifting the trophy. You're always going to put those at the top. I think you would have to put that game uh, and some of the moments in that game in probably, in my opinion, the top five. And it's odd saying that because it was, you know, a, a regular, sure, it was a regular season game. Uh, it wasn't even a playoff game, but it, it absolutely had a playoff atmosphere because it was for the playoffs. Winner was going in. Uh, it was almost a Stanley Cup-esque like game. And watching that game of Pylon when when Landeskog hit that empty netter, even though there was three minutes left in the game, I mean, it was pretty much out of reach. And the, the Blues did get one, I think, with less than a minute left, like they said. But uh, that moment was such a a relief. And all of it was because the season before was so, so bad. If the Avalanche had done well last year, maybe just missed out on the playoffs, do I think they would have celebrated like that? I don't think so. I think they would have celebrated, clearly, you made the playoffs. But that, that game of pylon was just uh, uh, almost like a, a release of we actually did this. Nobody, nobody predicted the Avalanche to do what they did that season. Not a single person. And the experts can all go back and say, like, well, there was an outside chance. Shut up. You weren't saying that. You were predicting the Avalanche being in the doldrums of the NHL for many years, and it got thrown in everybody's face, and that's where Avalanche fans could puff out their chest and say, like, hey. And then they went into the playoffs, and they gave they gave uh, Nashville a run. They did. Nashville was a very good team. Um, that, game, that series only went six games, but they gave Nashville a run for their money. Um, and, and it was a, a, a great series. It was a great season. That goal that Sam Gerrard scored, you knew the Avs had something special going just based on his reaction. He is a calm guy, no-nonsense guy, and for him to get that jacked up on a goal, you knew it was, I mean, everybody knew it was a big game, but you knew what they were playing for. Um, but such a, a great moment. I just love watching that clip every once in a while. Every, uh, maybe like once every month or once every six weeks or something like that, I will just play that clip because it just puts a smile on your face. So we just need hockey back for moments like that. We're missing out. Can you think of the stuff that we have missed out on? Just hockey moments, regular season coming to an end. We'd be in the playoffs right now, just across the league, not just avalanche stuff, just all the, all the moments that have, have gone because of what's going on and we can't get them back, but you know we're always going to have some more moments like this. So we just need it back to get these moments. So seems like we continue to move in the right direction. We'll see what next week brings. We will be back next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And until then, stay safe, guys. Have a great weekend. And here's Joey. 
school, abs go.